the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Saturday, 8-22-2020. This is George Brockler on The George Show on 710 KNUS. We are going to get right to the VIP line to have a discussion that we have been having off and on over the course of the many months that we have been on air with a complete and total stranger on the segment that needs its own introductory music, and that is Get to Know Your Teen. Hello, teen. How are you? Good. A little groggy. What? Listen, I, I want to say... I, I am just woke up. Yeah, first off, it's impressive. That, that's two Saturdays in a row you've been up before noon, which is something. And I yeah, presume... I don't get paid enough for this. Well, that's, that's true. But you do have a roof mm-hmm. over your head, a warm bed to sleep in, food to eat, a car to drive. I mean, listen, I sound like my dad, uh, but there it is. So, listen, it, I presume that you're getting up earlier on the weekends because there are activities and school things and all that other stuff. Is that true? No. Hmm. Well, then why are you up? For the radio, and then I'm going to go back to bed. Oh, well, look, I appreciate the dedication. Now, you had your (laughs) very first week of public school in a public high school uh, this last week in Douglas County. How did it go? It wasn't really a full week. I just went into school. Well, I went into school a few times for yearbook and newspaper, but I really went into school for only one day, and then we had one fully remote day. So it was, I mean, if every week was two days, that'd be great. Yeah, um, let's back up a bit. Brief. People may not understand this. When you say, hey, I went in early for yearbook and newspaper, is that because you are taking pictures and interviewing kids and teachers and trying to cover sort of the newsworthiness of the event? Yeah, so I went in like the very, very first day back to take pictures of like the first group of kids that get to go in the school because it's been five months since we've been in in school. Were there a lot of, despite the fact that, that social media and phones and everything is everywhere, were there people you just had not had contact with or seen over that period of time? Yeah, there were some people that I just haven't seen since the last time we were all in school. And what was that feeling like? Was it uh, good? I mean, I don't know. What, what's that sense like when you haven't had that kind of contact with your peers for that period of time? It was really, I don't think it was weird. I was talking about this with one of my friends, um, how we were kind of relieved that everyone was just um, ready to get back and ready to see people again. Like we just all picked up where we left off. Like it wasn't awkward talking to people. Um, like everyone was, because we haven't seen each other for five months, everyone was really eager to just be friendly and like see each other again. Did you guys? Really nice. Did you guys have conversations about the COVID? Like, had anybody had it? Had anybody in their families had it? Uh, lost someone from it? Not that I know of. We don't. We didn't really talk about it. We mostly talked about like classes and coming back and like oh, I'm getting a bunch of masks me and. Stuff like that. So that's interesting, and yet I think completely consistent with what I know about teenagers having been one a couple years ago, and that is uh, you believe that you are bulletproof and impervious to all ill. 
Um, so it get, I get it that they're like, nah, whatever this COVID thing is, don't care. Uh, were you guys all wearing masks? Yeah, everyone was really um, diligent about wearing masks, which was really cool to see. Okay, like and no one was fighting it. Were people trying to get super creative and fashiony and uh, you know individually with their masks, or were people just throwing on those little M95 masks and going on? Um, I didn't see a lot of N95s. I saw a lot of disposable ones. Like that's what people are using so that they don't break out and get acne. Or just which is worse than the COVID. In. I understand for teenagers, acne is worse. <laughs> is that true? Um, but a lot of people are matching their outfits to their masks. So, like, if you're wearing a blue shirt, you'll just wear a blue mask or something. Of, of course, I, that's not dudes, though, right? I mean, that's dudes um, don't even care about hygiene really at that age. Pay that much attention to it. Okay. Well, yeah, great. it was mostly girls. All right, great. Let, let's talk about this. What are the procedures in place to try to keep you and the other kids, like your brother, who are also in school with you, uh, safe from the COVID? What's different? Um, well, the first day we went in, it was 25% capacity of the school. So it was really weird because some of my classes only had me and another kid in them. Wow. Um, there were some classes with just like one kid in them. Um, one kid in them? This is a way to meet your teacher. Oh my mm-hmm. It sounds like detention. Like one of the newspaper classes, one period, just had one kid. Yeah. Um, so that was really weird because all our classes were really small to meet everyone. Next week, we're going back with 50% capacity. So it's still going to be like at most like 10 or 11 kids in every class. Is there a plan um, that you're aware of to go beyond 50%? Not as of right now. I think we're all secretly hoping that we go back, like, just completely back to normal in the winter, but I doubt that's going to happen. Um, but right now, the most that's going to be in the school at one time is 50% capacity. Now, have they marked up the floors in the school and in the classrooms to say stuff like, you know, this is entrance, this is exit, and here's where you may sit, here's where you may not sit? Um, some teachers have, like, X'd off desks with tape that you can't sit at so that you're like six feet away and all the desks are super spread out um, and moved about the room. Like we used to sit in groups and now we don't like Miss Rathbun marked off her desk blue and green. So like the green desks are for A days and the blue desks are for B days so that the kids aren't like switching between the two and like contaminating other desks. And do they wipe Um, them down in between or do they tell you that they're wiping them down in between? Um, I think, I don't know if they say wipe down the dust in between every class period, but they definitely do at the beginning and end of the day. And then um, some teachers, like the engineering teacher, people that use like supplies, have to wipe down all of their supplies at the end of the class period. Are there any classes that you have that have just been so impacted by this, they just don't resemble themselves anymore? Like you just can't drive on with the class. And what I'm trying to think of, and I know you don't take these kinds of classes, but a lot of the techie hands-on classes where you got to rub up mm-hmm. against someone while you're cutting the blue wire or something like that? Thankfully, not a lot of my classes have been super impacted by this, other than just every day is 50 minutes. You can't do as much in the class period. 50 minutes? But, you can't yeah, do as much the, in 50 minutes? Well, usually our classes are an hour and a half. So we what? could, like, if we had to watch a part of a documentary or just have like a long discussion or do like a activity. But it's every other day if it's an hour and a half, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's another Um, modern development in schooling. Okay. I got it. Um, Let me ask you this. Do the teachers seem to, and did all your teachers come back or did any of them boycott and say, Hey, listen, I just can't expose myself to the COVID. So I'm staying home. 
not boycott, one of my favorite English teachers um, couldn't come back to school this year just because either she was immunocompromised or someone in her family was. So she's doing um, online learning and teaching that, but it's just not a great use of her skills because she's an amazing teacher. Um, and I, I feel like online learning is not really teaching directly. And we're talking with uh, Amanda, a teen that I know about her experience in Douglas County Public High School uh, week one of the new semester, which is, by the way, your senior year. How much does yep. this suck? It sucks a lot. Yeah. Like a lot. And does everybody in your group feel the same way? Yeah. I think we also, because I was sympathetic for all the seniors last year, because it's like they didn't get a prom and they didn't get a traditional graduation, um, even though they still got one. But we, I think we really got screwed over worse. Yeah. And we just didn't know it yet. Yeah, well, maybe. There's still the spring. There's a chance. Uh, as you know, uh, based on Joe Biden's acceptance speech of the nomination, he's promised that he will uh, instantly come up with some type of development and deployment of a rapid test with results that are immediately available. So by the second week of January, this the whole thing will be in the rearview mirror. So you'll have the spring. I really hope so. If not, I'm holding Joe Biden to it. Yep. Look, if he can't finish a sentence fully... I'm fully confident that he will find a vaccine. Have you? Did you watch his acceptance speech? Um, no, but I keep getting YouTube ads with it. Okay, so there is a YouTube uh, version of this thing, the full thing. I recommend you watch it. The same thing. Did you watch Kamala Harris's? Mm-mm. Just heard about it. Boy, you seem really plugged in right now. Um, let me then ask you about this. Do the teachers seem to you to be more stressed as they do this in-person stuff that you've dealt with, or do they seem like the same old people, they just have masks? Um, I think a little bit of both. They're definitely the same old people, and they're very, like, relieved to get back to their jobs. Like, that's what most teachers have been saying is, I love being with students, and I love seeing you guys, and the past five months are really hard on them because they just couldn't do their jobs um, and couldn't do them, like, how, what energizes them. Um, but I think dually they're also pretty stressed cause like we're using a new learning management system called canvas. So everyone's trying to learn that and get logged in. Um, everything's remote too. So they had to like rethink all their assignments. Like it's everything's paperless. I meant, so they had to rethink all their assignments. And then we had our first all remote day on Friday, which was very interesting. Every class was 25 minutes. Now I want to talk, I want to talk about that one. Every class is 25 yeah, so, minutes. Is that going to be the model for Fridays moving forward? Yeah. If you can't do anything in model. 50 minutes in person, what in the heck are you going to do 25 minutes over a computer? That's a great question. I think that's what everyone's asking right now. So some teachers are doing like mini lessons. Others are doing office hours if they assign homework earlier in the week. And then kids have questions on it. Um, some teachers are doing like... Yeah, many discussions. So they're all trying to figure it out right now. In your sense, having this is your fourth year and final year at the school, is it your sense that the quality and quantity of instruction and learning is is going to be impacted negatively, positively, or neutral through this process? I hope it's neutral. I can't really say right now because we haven't been in like real class yet. Like we were just doing first day of school type stuff. When we went in, um, I don't think none of the teachers are like dropping the ball on this and saying like, 
oh, well, I'm teaching online, so I just won't teach or something. Because they're definitely trying to give this their best effort and trying to, like, keep up with the pace of the curriculum, especially in AP classes um, that we had last year. They're just trying to adjust it because our classes don't look the same. How are they um, How are they doing the online thing while they're also teaching in class? How, how does that work? That's Some of the teachers have a lot of anxiety about that right now. Um, like what my English teacher is doing is she's setting up her laptop so that it's facing her, like it's live streaming her at the front of the room in front of the whiteboard and a few heads in class. So it's kind of like you are at the perspective, you're in a desk. Uh Um, and then (laughs) can you look off of someone's notes? (laughs) We definitely can't. Um, and there's not really paper in school. Like you can take paper notes, but I don't think a lot of people are doing it. Um, so some of the people are just live streaming their classes. Other teachers have decided to just assign work on that day, like science teachers that have to do a lab with one class, so they can't really deal with a computer and an in-person class at the same time. Um, but all my classes are synchronous, so I'm joining a Zoom every day with the in-person kids. And is that the platform that you're using for the school for everybody is Zoom, not WebEx or something else, one of those Microsoft Teams things, nothing like that, just Zoom? No, the district decided that we're unanimously we should use Google Meets. Some teachers are using Zoom. I just call it a Zoom because that's like easier than saying I'm going to join a Google Meet. It's like Kleenex, right? It becomes the term, yeah. which is, by the way, hats off to Zoom for that marketing thing. That worked out well. Yeah. And so uh, have you... Mm-hmm. Must have been great for them. Have you had any idea of whether they've improved upon what you suffered through last semester? And I'm going to say suffered through because I never got the sense that it was super effective as a way to teach. Have they upped their game or is it just going to be part two of what they started during the COVID? No, it's not going to be part two at all. Um, What they were doing last semester was kind of like crisis mode. Like they were just, it was announced, oh, we're not going back but we didn't know for how long. And then they announced it was the rest of the semester. And so everyone was scrambling to try and figure out how do we make the best of this right now? And we didn't have any platforms that we have now. Um, The teachers didn't have training on this. Like it was a huge shift basically in like a week that we had to prepare for this. Um, So it's not at all what it's going to look like this semester. Like it's going to be actual school this semester. Everything's going to be graded. We have actual systems like, it's going to be way different. And and just as a, a gentle reminder from your father, uh, the bottom part of the phone is the part with the microphone. So if you actually stick your face in the pillow, it you're still talking. It just sounds a lot different. Uh, let me ask you. Oh, I a, didn't change how I was talking. Oh, it sounded. I'm just like, holding the phone the same. Exactly. Uh, let, let's talk about the college thing. You're a senior now. You've got to figure out a way to get to a college that will accept you. Clearly an uphill battle. Um, what is that like in the era well, of COVID? Well, I got your jeans. Um, I know. It's really interesting. That's why I definitely think we got screwed over as a class because last year's class already knew, knew where they were going for the most part and already applied. By this time um, last year already? By August? No, no, no. But they could all apply, but they knew before the world shut down for the most part. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Yep, 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 yep. A few okay. weeks after. Yeah. Um, so I'm right now working on, like, I just opened the Common app the beginning of this month. What's the Common app? filling it out. The Common app is, like, the application that most schools accept. And that's not a Common app, like, on your phone. That is a literal application that you fill out. 
presumably online, and it's the one that everybody subscribes to? Not everybody subscribes to it, um, but most schools do. Okay, so you finish filling that out, and then I know that you had plans along with your mom to go back east and tour the schools that you wanted to see because you just don't think you're going to be good enough to get into CU Boulder, and I understand that. Um, but you looked back east, but you weren't able to go tour them. Like you came out with me for something a year ago and got to hit the schools out in D.C., which is cool, but not the ones in Boston, not the ones in NYC and all that. So what mm-hmm. now? You can't tour them. Schools aren't letting you tour them so right how, now. So how sense. are you making the decision of what to do? Um, Based on, like, my research of the campus or, like, I'll watch YouTube videos of students or, like, vlogs of their daily life so you can kind of see the campus and kind of get a feel for, like, what a dorm there would look like or what opportunities you have around campus or different things like that, like student life. But it's not the same because you can't walk around and picture yourself there. Yeah, that, that's true. You can't get the feel for the campus. How about ACT and SAT? Now, I think you finally took one of those tests and you got like a one or something. It wasn't that awesome, but no, I'm kidding. I don't even know if you can get a one. I Have, think you're getting confused with your SAT score. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you're grounded. Uh, when did you take mm-hmm. that test? I haven't taken one yet. I've never taken an actual SAT. The last time I took a PSAT was sophomore year. Oh, my goodness. Because... Um, it got canceled last year twice. Before we wrap up, do you worry that schools are going to then, without that objective metric, the one that can apply to all kids, you know, east, west, north, south, that it's going to become so subjective that there just simply isn't, isn't any way to legitimately distinguish yourself in terms of your performance and potential from other students in these schools? No. I think, so a lot of schools have gone test optional because of COVID, but schools were already leaning that way because the SAT is not a good measurement of students' academic performance or capability um, in school. It really only measures a three-hour window on one day in time with one random test. Well, as someone um, who also, rocked um, the SAT, I think it's genius. Go on. Um, I don't know if you did, but okay. I did. Uh, it also... It's hard because, thankfully, I like live in a district that has a lot of resources, and we do SAT prep in class, and we're taught like skills for the SAT. And there are just some districts around the country that aren't funded that way and aren't prioritizing that for their students. So we get a complete advantage in that sense. Um, so instead of looking at the student and the like opportunities you want to give them to learn, you're just looking at that one three-hour window. Um, So I don't think it'll be bad. I think, especially for me, because I've done a lot of activities throughout the past four years, um, not just academic stuff. It'll be it gives me a lot to talk about on an application, um, which helps. So it's definitely going to be more about your character and what you've been involved in and your commitment to like your school or whatever you're doing um, that's going to shine on your application this year. Well, listen, I cherish these times together as father and daughter. This is the most consecutive time we get to speak every week. So thank you for making time to do this. Otherwise, I'd be at the house, you'd be asleep, and then we would just never end up seeing each other. So this is really magical for me. I'm going to come back and listen to these podcasts as I get older and uh, remember the good times. So thank you for that. Yeah, of course. You could start paying me now. Uh, Yeah, listen, we'll have you back next week after that first substantive week. All right, this was that first welcome back administrative wasted week. We'll get you back after the substantive week hear how things are going. Amanda, get to know your team. Great segment. 
Uh, love you. I'll see you at home. Good night. <laughs> hey, uh, my name is George Brockman. When we come back, we're going to hear from a prosecutor who just got done with a big double vehicular homicide trial in the era of the COVID in a place that rhymes with Denver right after this on The George Show 710 KNUS.